Hey guys, I'm Jonathan Hilliard from Connects Media and host of Atlanta Born and Brand. We understand that many of you are struggling and want to help the community of business owners that we have grown to know and love over the last two years. Right now, we're all in a season of uncertainty with the virus and the small businesses in our community need your support more than ever. Today, we're spotlighting Gino and Alex Tafe of Gino's Classic Barbershop. We first spoke with this father-son duo in May of 2019 to hear how they are building a network of barbershops, a place you can go to slow down, even if it's just for a moment, and know that they will go the extra mile. Here are a few ways you can help Geno's right now. Purchase gift certificates. Use the code 320GCB20 for a 20% discount on all gift certificates through April 1st, which can be used anytime within five years. Head to our Instagram at ATLBornBrand or liftatl2020.com to find links to the perimeter and Buckhead locations. And make sure to check out their website, www.genosclassicbarbers.com. If you know of a small business in need of help at this time, please share their story with us. Use the hashtag liftatl2020. We are building a database of social media posts, graphics, and audio clips for you to download, share, and use how you see fit. We hope all of you will latch onto this cause and share the needs of those in our community. For more information, visit liftatl2020.com. From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Maybe most importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands that call it home can thrive for generations to come. We live in a world today where we are constantly looking for ways to save time or speed up our lives as much as possible. But there are some things in life that are just worth doing right and taking the time it takes to go the extra mile. Gino's Classic Barbershop is the perfect example of what can happen when you take the time to master your craft. Gino Tafe was born in the Soviet Union but he left the country after his family endured decades of oppression based on their religion. Nearly 40 years later, Gino, his son Alex, and his nephew Greg are building a network of barbershops that take their time, go the extra mile, and just simply do the job right. Full disclosure, I've been a client of Gino's for years, and we did this interview in his shop, so you will definitely hear some sounds of the trade. Gentlemen, first and, and foremost, you are the epitome of a family business. Just like, just like my company, very, the family is sort of intertwined with the business. What is it like for each of you to uh, to come to work every day and, and be around family? It's roses and rainbows, and sometimes <laughs> unicorns. Exactly. You know, I hope he's gonna have a uniform also. <laughs> Maybe someday, barber. Barber uniform. So you need to coach him up, Gina. I get the brunt of, uh, I guess, everyone's ire that I don't cut hair. 
Uh, okay. Um, not that I don't want to cut hair, but I just kind of went a different path. Yeah. And later in life, I realized different that position, different position. Yeah. Barbershop. I realized my values better spent, um, you know, behind the scenes. Sure. You you you're the uh, the engine behind the behind <laughs> the hot rod. That. Yeah. You say that. That's so, right. So oh, who oh. cuts your hair? Um, you know, I'm I'm also the one that's uh, quote unquote. Uh, you don't see this on my on my business card, but I'm I'm the guinea pig. Okay. So gotcha. anytime we have a new barber coming in, I'm the one getting the haircut. I heard that used to be Gino. It's a long time ago. Yeah. When he had yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotcha. So I, that's I, good to know. I get my haircut by a few barbers here that kind of know my style, know my hair, but right. really anybody that I would sit with would. You know, it's, okay. it's not really it's difficult to get it wrong with a good barber sure. because you know it always grows back. Right. So every if, barber if it, have a own signature. You know. Yeah. Just. Yeah. But if Alex walks in with a bad haircut, you know uh, there's a bad interview. Uh, <laughs> he'll always ask when I come in and get a haircut. When I go to check out the competition, if yeah. I recruit barbers, I'll yeah. go get a haircut with them. Oh, okay. And he'll okay. ask me, "Where'd you get your haircuts?" Yeah. And I'll, and I'll ask him, what, what do you think? How, how is the haircut? And he'll yeah. just kind of give me a, a look or two, and I know That's if good I to should know. pursue this barber or not. That's good to know. Yeah. Now, Gino, being the, the patriarch of, the, of the, the Gino's Barbershop family, tell me, how did you first get started in, uh, in becoming a barber? And, and tell the audience first uh, where you guys are from as well. Okay. Uh, originally from, uh, from Belarus, Russia. Mm-hmm. It's a city of Minsk. Hmm. You know, we came to America a long time ago, 1979. Yeah. And um, Minsk, uh, when we live, uh, have experienced 15 years barbering. Yeah. Uh, And and beginning, when I'm 17, graduate uh, school, beauty and barber school. And uh, before that, I dreaming to be musician, mm-hmm. go to the music college, you know, just too many things happened this time, a uh, long time ago in yeah. Russia, and not accept me mm. for some reason, you know. Not just so, some reason, I no, think it's relevant because, actually, yeah. uh, not, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's not just some reason, mm. well, there's a reason why we came to America. And, uh, you know, he, he experienced all of this uh, mm-hmm. through, um, you know, a lot of anti-Semitism that we experienced yeah. in Russia. My grandmother survived, the only one that survived yeah. out of like eight people in the family. Mm-hmm. The youngest being six months old, her baby brother was mm-hmm. killed yeah. in the in, in, in bed. Yeah. Um, so obviously survived. And uh, when my father was going to apply for music school, mm-hmm. Um, they kind, to be they kind of told them yeah. we already reached our Jew quota. Wow. And yeah, you imagine so that. So my grandmother picked up her things and went to the school and said, I survived <laughs> the Nazis and I'm going to survive you guys. Now, it's funny you brought that up because, you know, several months ago, you told me an incredible story about your mother. Yes. She was actually, was, was she in a concentration camp? A ghetto, ghetto. A ghetto. Okay. ghetto she yeah. didn't quite make yeah. it to the concentration yeah. camp. There's yeah. a, a movie, Defiance, kind of about that story. Right. Yeah. Daniel Craig um, and um, 
Who's the other actor? I forget his name, but he's, yeah, he's actually a Ukrainian Jewish about. actor. Right. Um, so, yeah, she was, she fled the ghetto when they mm -hmm. were rounding everybody up to send to concentration camps. Yeah. They escaped to the woods and where she lived for about two years. And took a little boy with her. And yeah, found a little boy on the way yeah. Yeah. that she took care of and reunited him with his with mother his after. Yeah. 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 And then she came to America with yeah, you, right? Yeah, it, this little, little boy is uh, already adult and find my mother and reunited. Amazing. And very, very, you know, just impression, you know, yeah. just very nice with, uh, with yeah. this guy, what he still remember. So yeah. decades later, yeah, decades, decades later, he came yeah. to Atlanta yeah. and found her yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason why, I, if I not accept a music college, hmm. I decide to be a barber yeah. uh, and beautician and graduate uh, beauty and barber. Yeah. His brother was a barber. Oh, no, my not brother after no? me. After oh. me. Okay. Got yeah. you. He, after yeah, me. Brother. We have a picture so of him. Graduate. Over graduate. There with graduate yeah. And start work, you know, 15 years of work uh, before we came to America. Right. 1979, we came to America. And before I come back barbering, uh, I, did, I did many different kind of job, you know, just Yeah, you told delivery. me you had to do that because of the licensing situation. Uh, don't have a license. Right. In America. Don't have a language also. And not right. barber license. Not accept my Russian license. Wow! So, so you I had to start over. Start in everything. over again. Yeah. yeah. Study, studies, and finally, I, for my first try, I have a test. Mm. I pass, and I have a license. And God ha help me. You yeah. <laughs> what were some I of the other? Uh, what were some of the other jobs that you did? Uh, just before. <laughs> Everything beginning, uh, I did it in the bakery, work in bakery, bake the cheesecakes. Yeah. So that bakery owner is now a client. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. he's found me. Yeah. <laughs> bakery. Now, uh, was that here in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah here okay. in Atlanta called gotcha. New York Cheesecake. Wow. New York Cheesecake Factory used to be here. Yeah. And delivery bread and delivery water mattresses. Right. You know, just whatever you had to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. would clean houses with and my mother. Clean houses wow. and painting mm. houses, everything. Um, yeah. Day off, you know. And uh, work also, repair the typewriters. Yeah. You know, and play music. Yeah. You know, my dream, I. Uh, dream from my age, uh, young age. Come true. I play music uh, with same. And you're band. a you're a drummer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. playing drums with my s uh, group twenty three years. It's wow. the best. Same. Uh, yeah. The best uh, known Jewish entertainment band in Atlanta, which he put yeah. together in the yeah, late eighties, yeah, early nineties. What was the name of the band? Uh, the Tevia, the Tevia band. Okay. After his brother's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The decade name. name to my brother. Wow. Yeah, so this kind of life. And yeah. God bless me and start barbering. We start growing, you know, just I'm sure. so happy. So when you came from Belarus, it was you, your wife, Alex. How old were you, Alex? Four. Uh, four. Yeah. Okay. Um, your mom. Mom, my wife. 
Right. His dad. Your dad was with his brothers. Three other brothers. Two other brothers. Yeah, two two brothers. A third brother came a few years later. Gotcha. And families and the the wife's families. So there are about 60 of us. Wow. That came over. Yeah, we leave everybody the same apartments, you know, just... It's an interesting movie that I just watched called Refuseniks. It's a documentary about the struggle (laughs) of post-war Jewry in Soviet Union (laughs) about just reuniting with their uh, Holocaust surviving family (laughs) that made it out to other parts of the world. Yeah. And um, uh, we were actually traded for wheat because of the wheat shortage in Russia. Yeah. So Brezhnev and mm. Carter and mm. Golda Mayor was actually involved in the negotiation mm. of letting the Jews out of Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it was really the grassroots movement by American Jews, mm. students, housewives, professionals, even Congress, Jews in mm. Congress, uh, pushed to have this uh, added to this treaty between the Soviets this trade and, made. and yeah. America to get them wheat. Also... Yeah. To let the Jews out, and then wow. as soon as they signed it, Gino and his his brother mm-hmm. went to Moscow, stood in line in the freezing cold mm. uh, to get a visa and yeah. to leave, uh, and knowing full well that you know th- there would be a lot of backlash with a lot of their um, you know citizens, a lot of the sure. other Russians uh, that saw us as traitors. Mm. And uh, there was a lot of backlash for that, but we got out, and thank God we made it to America. And yeah, just God, God bless America. What <laughs> we can say? Yeah. <laughs> and also, my and older uh, brother, also a barber. Okay. You know, also a barber used to be. He's actually not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, just bless his heart. Yeah. But he's always with our g- heart. You know. Yeah. And we're together with his family mm-hmm. and. Always with us. When that when that treaty was signed, Gino, did you know right away that you wanted to come to America? Did you was it was there ever what was that conversation like with your family when you made that decision to not, to come not over? Only, not only discrimination. Hmm. Uh, you know, n- you don't have uh, any rights. Hmm. For example, if it used to be when I like to go somewhere more than thirty day, thirty hmm. days. You know, I need to have a permission in a wow. m- military office or government office, make yeah. sure approve for 30 days. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I'm in a jail, you mm. know. And now, your, da- your dad worked for the government, didn't he? Didn't, did you tell yeah, me that at one yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, he's worked yeah. for government, you know. Well, everyone worked I for the government. But uh, what, did, what did your father do uh, as what a professional? Uh, uh, first of all, he uh, was in the World War II. Mm-hmm. And uh, from first day till end. And the end of the World wow. War II, he's wounded very badly. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, actually, surprisingly, he survived. Hmm. He lost his family. Uh, five children and wife and mm. that's it you know and after world war Two, he's ma- met uh, meet what, did he do? what did he do wife future wife <laughs> and married and guys 
uh, he start to do work uh, work in the country. You know, like so wherever the government kind of assigned him, he went. Yeah, and yeah. he was a proud member, actually, of the, of the Communist Party. Mm. He wore that badge yeah, with pride because yeah. they were the ones that provided him with now a roof sure. over his head and a job and something. So yeah. he had to have a lot of criticism when oh, you guys yeah, made the yeah, decision to, sure. to come yeah, to yeah, America. Everybody. Yeah, it just yeah. wouldn't happen with my music college. Mm. He took his communist, you know, uh, membership. A membership, mm. you know, dropped that on the f on the table. Yeah, and said no more. I don't wow. want to live here anymore. <laughs> you know, not approve yeah. my so son. Yeah. So when they didn't approve him for music school, they realized that we have to get out of here. So as soon as this treaty was signed, word spread like wildfire because this was uh, something that many of the of, of our many of the Jews in the community we're looking forward to. And as soon as that was signed, it was just, you know, one How after the other, out? everyone yeah. just took the first train to Moscow and stood in line, right. got the visa, and, and got the hell out. Now, I know several, there's a, a community of people in Atlanta who came from Russia during mm -hmm. this time or even a little bit later. And a common story is you couldn't come straight from Russia to the United States. That's right. So did you guys have a couple stops that you yeah. had to make on the way? They wouldn't allow visas. Uh, mm -hmm. There was not much cooperation between Soviets and, and America. So you couldn't get a direct visa. So we had to get a visa to Austria first. We went to Austria. Yeah. We spent how long in Austria? Six months? Five months? No. Uh, we stayed a couple months yeah. uh, Austria and three months uh, Rome, Italy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Also processing, you know, just immigration process. Yeah. We were scheduled to also go to Israel. Mm. And during that time, there was a lot of uh, tension in Israel, yeah. as there always is. Sure. Uh, um, uh, but we didn't want, uh, our mothers really didn't want their sons. All of my father's brothers, three of his brothers, they each had two sons. Mm. I'm the only child. Okay. So I have... I have uh, uh, first cousins, they're all boys, and yeah. none of the mothers wanted their children to serve in the army. Right. Like we had to. Our, our fathers had to. In Israel, to, that's a, that's a non-starter. It's a requirement. Right. right. The same thing in the Soviet Union. You had to serve in the army. Hmm. So we wanted a different life, and we realized that uh, we hmm. want to go to America. Yeah. yeah. We made it to America. Especially when my father lost everybody on the World War II. Yeah. And my mother lost every all family by herself when world war ii beginning she's only 13 years old yeah around around 14 13 and a half years old hmm. you know definitely mother she's father siblings yeah. Ev yeah. lost everyone while she went to get a loaf of bread she came back everyone's gunned down oh my gosh yeah. wow and that's when and she so they, fled. Both your mother and your father literally started over from scratch and, yeah. and met each other and yeah. started Yes, a new it family. is. Yes, yeah, start um, meet each other uh, man, uh, uh, no, meet each other uh, Friday and married Monday. <laughs> oh my yeah. Gosh. yeah. Because wow. we stayed together for stayed how long? <laughs> over yeah. 40 years. Wow. Uh, now, yeah. yeah, after marriage. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just, you know, it's a difficult time. But How did they meet each other? Uh, someone, you know, introduced to, yeah. you know, just right. friends introduced uh, yeah. to each other, you know. 
Wow. You guys' family story is incredible. Too, yeah, lots of stories. Unfortunately, we're, we're not the only ones like this. There many, many of the Russian Jews and, and that generation suffered similarly. Despite everything they endured, the Tafe family persevered. The thankfulness Gino has for his new home and his profession is evident immediately. I tell you what, I really appreciate God for giving me this job, you mm. know, for uh, my professional job, barbering, yeah. come back again. I really like work with people. Yeah. I appreciate the people. I, I'm very picky what I do, you mm. know. And You're perfectionist. Uh, yeah. Exactly. If I start, I have to done completely, mm. you know, make sure client happy. Yeah. And ask all my barbers, you know, just be nice, you know, sure. not rush, you know, just doing well, you know, just use your heart. Hmm. That's it, you yeah. know. Well, and that takes me to, to where I wanted to talk about next. And, you know, my, my partner Josh here had his first haircut here today. Mm-hmm. And it's cool watching him get his first haircut here because he expressed a lot of the same things that I did when I had my first haircut here. And it's just like, it's a completely different experience than you get at a chain stylist or um, yeah and what has it always been like that at your barbershop or what were the things that you thought were Uh, important to you yeah uh, where i used to work with not when before i owned the barbershop yeah i worked a few different shops Mm. not many barbers like that you know just doing you know just just not use the professionalism profession uh, job sure you know it's uh, i don't know different barbers different different mentality i don't know why people have that Hmm. i always tell if you're gonna do good you're gonna be very happy also (laughs) is barbers i think what what we try to install in all our barbers is the conscientiousness (laughs) knowing that look if you're going to do the job, might as well do it the best you can. And your clients feel it. The clients appreciate it. And um, that's really a testament to Gino's classical style. It's trained in, in Russia where the job of a barber is actually kind of a coveted role. He, he, had, to, he had to pay people under the table to, to get this job. Uh, and, and once the job is there, it's kind of, you know, for life. Um, so you take the, the job seriously, and there's certain expectations, um, and you know the ho- the bar is, is pretty high. Uh, what we found here during the resurgence of, of the barber industry is that uh, people, men, gentlemen, really appreciate that classical style, that classical touch, the attention to detail, and really a job that that barbers are trained to do, which is working closer to the scalp. Where you see the fades, you see the the shaves, mm, uh, exactly the hot steam right. towel, the hot yeah. lather. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. kind of hit that wave. Service number one. At the right one. time. Yeah. Service number one. You know, For sure. just what else? And, and that was kind of my mission and my challenge was to separate the brand from from the man. Yeah. In the way that um, any barber that a client will see will will feel the lasting you know impression sure. of Gino 
So right. it doesn't matter which barber you see. It doesn't matter which location you're at. So you're going to get yeah. that same level of service. There's a philosophy. Yeah, there's That's a philosophy right. in still and in Sometimes barbers come, you know, asking jump yeah. and tell, oh, I can do haircut seven, ten minutes. It's going to be done. I say, thank you. You're done. <laughs> no, thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're done. Your interview, it's over. Yeah. You know, it's just about the long not term. Yet. It's about yeah. the long-term relationship yeah, with the client. Exactly. It's not about turning you out know. one yeah. haircut here and there. It's about the right. We're not work for speeding. How long have you been the client? <laughs> yeah, uh, almost three brother. years. Yeah, three years for me and my dad's going on, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. nine maybe. Probably when you opened this shop. Well, yeah, yeah. I think your father yeah. was one of the yeah. first clients. He may yeah. have been. Yeah. Yeah. He yes, may have been. Is. And it's yes, an experience it for us. You guys, you're exactly <laughs> right. For us, it's it's not, you know, the, the throwaway task of going to get a haircut and 15 minutes later you go on with your day. It's... We schedule back-to-back appointments, and, yep. you know, once a month we come in. It's an opportunity. We have lunch together. We come. Yep. We get haircuts it's together. It's part of the full experience. Exactly. Something I describe it to my you wife. And your children. Exactly. Think about my son forever. had his first haircut yeah. here. Gino oh, yeah. gave uh, Mikey <laughs> right. his first haircut. Right. Um, lovely, lovely yeah. kid. Yeah, he's a great kid. But um, I describe it to my wife as a... 30 minute vacation in the middle of my <laughs> week you know it's Amen. like like you said the hot steam towel yeah. the neck shave the yep. the hot lather it's all part of that's right um it's that brand that you're building like supposed to be that's like right supposed to be a hot towel yeah you know, especially yeah. people who really like uh straight razor shave yes where we do you know just three four hot towels yeah face massage you know Finally, a final towel, icy towel. Yep. Ice towel, yeah. you know, just people, you know. The in the summertime in Atlanta, yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really it's a like profession it. really hasn't changed in sure. centuries. Yeah. Uh, same kind of attention to detail, the straight razor. It's that, you know, yeah. personal touch. And how many people really in your life are getting that close to you? You've got right. your spouse. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's important. Yeah. Your doctor, your exactly. dentist, your massage therapist, and and your barber. There's a trust level that has that's to be right. there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, Gino, how long did you work in other barber shops in America before you got the opportunity oh, to oh, to open 19, your own? Uh, for how long? You know, my first barber shop. I began in Norcross. Worked mm-hmm. over there three years. Mm-hmm. What year did you start? Oh, Do you remember? 1996. Okay. 1996. So you were in America from 79 to 96 doing other yeah. jobs. That's right. Different kind of job. He wow. was still cutting hair during that time. And we right. had yeah, a little just, studio yeah. in the okay. house where gotcha. friends yeah. and family yeah. come. Yeah. Sure. Just sure. definitely uh, still cutting hair. Yeah. You know, go to, you know, do the where older people live uh, houses, yeah. you know. Volunteer just, at the nursing yeah. homes. Yeah. Nursing yeah. Sure. Homes, just sure. I uh, did it. Continue. Just and, and house calls. Yeah, gotcha. and uh, work, you know, open first uh, barbershop with my partner, mm-hmm. now Farida. We worked mm-hmm. together somewhere 10 years. Okay. And we separate. Yeah. You know, the best way, don't need to have any, <laughs> you know, partners. You can do without yeah. a partner. Yeah, yeah no yeah. partnerships, <laughs> any businesses. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it just happened. And I decided to open by myself. That's it. This is it. Is that 2010? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 2010. Gotcha. What was was it like to 
to finally have a, a place again that you could call your own and put your name on the sign and, and come to work and know that, that this was yours? Uh, just, you know, just excited to have it my own place. Yeah. You know, I like to have it exactly what I needed, what right. I like to have. For example, after a haircut, a vacuum. Hair yeah. vacuum. Nobody yeah. have that. It's my favorite part. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, it seems that no, we're the only shop with the vacuum. Yeah, only yeah. shop. Nobody have that. It's a huge uh, difference. Yeah, well, I, I tell my used to be partner, can we have a, this vacuum system each station? No, we don't need that. <laughs> you know, just yeah. what I can do. Well, it's eliminating friction for the clients, right? Because when yeah. you when you leave a haircut, there's nothing worse than yeah, brushing yeah, hair off right. of Especially your Especially with this barbershop and the business location. Right. You know, yeah, right. businessmen business come people, for lunches. Yeah, people come the breaks all and they get a day long. You know, they don't want to go back to work. Even yeah. not feel anybody, right. any hair, you know, bother them. Yeah. You know, just it's perfect. Yeah. Nice powder, you know, clean, calm perfect you opened your own shop but you still had family around i know greg was here oh, your yeah, nephew greg yeah. uh, your brother's your brother's yeah. son yeah my um, mother dream with someone also continue to that <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. your grandson you know my nephew greg yeah. barbering you know mm -hmm. just he's very good barber he's did he come did he come pretty soon after you opened your your own oh, shop? No, we're beginning together. Oh, wow. H okay. Him, we opened uh, yeah. this shop and four barbers. His first haircut was at this shop. Yeah. Wow. When, yeah, when he course, opened. Yeah. yeah. After his graduation. You don't want to tell clients that. You know, <laughs> it's my first haircut. It's my 10th haircut. It's my 100th no, haircut. <laughs> so, you know, you just say I've been cutting for quite some time. Quite, yeah. quite solid quite 12 a number minutes. of minutes yes yeah. <laughs> quite a number of minutes that's but great finally you know doesn't matter how long you know just yeah he's have experience but just there's make sure quality yeah there's a testament to gino's philosophy you have a barber like greg new barber right out of school starts barbering and pays attention to detail yeah conscientious about the client's experience and the results hmm. and as a result a few months later he was busiest barber in in the shop still wow. today yeah one of the busiest barbers in the shop he's booked he's booked for ages yeah. uh, just not all, loyal not all barbers you know just yeah. people waiting for so you don't have to necessarily be the, the best barber he's not he'll be the first to admit not the best barber but he's probably one of the most booked barbers sure. and he has a style and he's comfortable with the style he well and, and i think part of greg's experience too i have I've had to have my hair cut by Greg a couple of times when Gino was too booked up. So part of Greg's experience is he's probably one of the best conversationalists Absolutely. you'll meet. And, and that's part of your job as well yes. is yeah. making your client comfortable in the chair. Whole and, relationship. You know, you Absolutely. leave you leave 30 minutes with Greg and you feel like you've known him since you were five Absolutely. years old. Yeah. Um, exactly. So he's, he's um, a master at that craft as well. Absolutely. But... Uh, Alex, you you spent some time in the business world. What yeah. what uh, what brought you yeah, back into the fold God, here? Thank God, you know, Sandy, you know, just my son started yeah. to work with so, us, you know, yeah. help. I was working yeah. in banking and finance, and my father calls and says, "Look, you know, I'm separating with my partner. One of the one of the terms of the agreement uh, is that I have to give up my cell phone, so his client's going to reach him." So he needed help to make sure that when clients are searching for Gino, Barber, Atlanta, on Google, that he would be found. Yeah. 
and I knew kind of you know how marketing worked. Sure. Working for a major you know uh, bank and financial institution, we were mindful of how we ranked on, on Google yeah, for your all SEO. the yeah. SEO. So um, YouTube was a godsend. Mm. I just during my train ride from Philly to New York every day, I logged into to, to YouTube and I watched a ton of videos on how how to yeah. start a small business on online. So we kind of mimicked all the best barbershops in the world. Yeah. I looked at barbershops in Australia, virtually every continent, Europe, wow. Asia, America, all the major cities in America, just to kind of understand what they're doing. I started yeah. checking all the boxes. You have to have a Facebook page. You have to have a Yelp page. You yeah. have to have a Twitter page and a website. <laughs> and, and on and, and on. And the blog yeah. and some pictures and, you know, some branding involved sure. in it and a nice logo and a nice business card. Just paying attention to these details, yeah. right? And, and the menu online and talk about what we do and mm. all of these things. So I learned how to build the websites. I created all these different pages, which is free to create. Yeah. I took a bunch of pictures. I was fooling around with Photoshop and started making some logos and business cards and yeah. whatever. And... Um, Shortly thereafter, you know, we offered a, offered a place because we offered a place for clients to interact with us on Google, on Yelp, on Facebook. Word got around because people were leaving the reviews because mm. they were so damn good. Right. I always say I can get clients in the door, but I can't keep them coming back. That's mm. really That's a real Gino's testament job. to yeah. Gino and the service that he instills in all of his barbers sure. to make sure that you know clients end up coming back. So we have a lot of reviews. People and find we're very me, mindful yeah. of yeah. also the negative reviews and we read those and we respond to clients. Mm. We're conscientious about that. Sure. And uh, we want to just make sure that clients are happy. We we treat them like friends. Yeah. You come in, you're a friend. So happy that, to make you happy. At that point though, Alex, you're doing that are you, are you living in Philly I'm and, living and in Philly. working in New York? Is that I'm working in New York. And you're doing this just kind of on the side, on the side, on your your night hours, That's basically. Right. And it was actually uh, a, a, a real passion project because yeah. I fell in love with the industry as I was researching it. Right. I, I fell in love with it. I saw all these amazing other barbershops around the world yeah. creating magic, and mm -hmm. I I saw the vision. I saw that we can be a part of this, hmm. and. Uh, what we started doing and uh, how we started kind of gaining traction and we saw the reviews once I started reading a lot of these reviews I started really understanding right. that we're we're part of something bigger than us sure and we now have the responsibility not just for ourselves but also for a team of barbers that we're hiring yeah and we just want to do the best job we can do mm. um, so um, I parted ways with the banking, traditional banking in 2015. Okay. And I went uh, mostly uh, all in to Bitcoins. Okay. It kind of changed my perspective on yeah. life, on yeah. everything. Um, but especially as it relates to banking and finance, hmm. uh, we're part of some organizations here in Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Blockchain, which is a big meetup group here. Yeah. We're involved with BitPay. We accept Bitcoins here since 2014. Hmm. And uh, we just want to be a part of, you know, the future of banking, the future of finance, where we can yeah. offer clients different ways to interact with us. So you kind of put your your stamp and your your uh, background on 
on the shop in that way too. It's, it, yeah, it became cool. really a place where I can test out some right. of these Bitcoin uh, use cases and technologies yeah. and invite folks from, from the Bitcoin community here to see what we can build together yeah. to offer more opportunities for Do not just us as yeah. a business, but other small business owners, how they can take advantage of it. I'll give you an example. We spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on credit card fees. Mm. Don't a small I know business it. can do a lot <laughs> with tens of thousands of dollars. Without a doubt. So if we can be a part of something that will ultimately replace those th hmm. those fees with so with something that's free, essentially. Revenue. We yeah. we want to be a part of that. Sure. It's not replacing it yet, but you know, we're we're in it for the long term. By the way, this is picture. You see the picture from yeah. Russia. I was gonna ask yeah. you guys about that. So that yeah. was when you were still in, yeah. Min How old in Minsk. Minsk, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, before my army service. We're gonna get a digital copy of that so the people yeah. that listen can see that that photo. Yeah, this but original for those of you original, listening. Yeah, before Gino, my army service. He's looking very dapper in this picture <laughs> in his white white coat and tie. And yeah, yeah, uniform. The seventy sideburns are strong. Yeah, oh yeah. In that photo. Look at the, what kind of hair I got. How much oh, did it yeah. cost for the cologne, the spray of cologne? Oh actually uh, listen to this. Three different kind of cologne. Cost for example for a sense, how much was a haircut? A haircut, first of all haircuts cost uh, for example 20 cents <laughs> cologne cheaper cost 30 cents yeah. 40 cents and 80 cents wow. but you know just government all the way push mm. you know just spend more cologne cologne you know make money you know just huh. how we, we ask after each time next ship yeah. can we use cologne no 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 because cologne costs more mm. than haircut and of course, you're given a percentage to the percentage. government of everything no, you definitely, do. Definitely, yeah. definitely push us. If you, if you don't have a plan, monthly plan, yeah. you're gonna have your vacation in the winter time, mm. not yeah. in the summer, mm. like that. So yeah. in, in Russia, yeah, uh, you know how government-run organizations kind of function in America. You can tell when you walk through the door yeah. if the place is run by the government yeah. or not, right? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Now in in Russia. Yeah. Everything yes. is run by the government, yes. and um, mm. you had these these clerks of the government that will walk into a barber shop to inspect to make sure yeah. that that you're not, you know, cheating and stealing from the government. Right. So the yeah, woman that, oh, yeah. that that keeps yeah. a tally of, or the receptionist that was keeping a tally of the tips, when she sees this government worker come in, the inspector come in, mm. she would eat the note. Piece wow. of paper, regular piece of paper. And it would happen regular. Paper. You know, just yeah. regular, yeah. Yet, regular sheet, you know, paper. Yeah, she would eat it. She would eat, eat it, it. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's... Because it's illegal, yeah. tips were illegal. Yeah. Illegal. Wow. It's okay. It's, a, diff it's like a different said, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless world. America. Um, but every but day. when we hear, <laughs> when we hear, and not to get too political here, but when mm. we hear of uh, Congress or congresswomen or congressmen here in America thinking that um, socialism could work here, <laughs> we, we laugh. Think, I mean, yeah, we, we've seen again. how badly it mm. didn't work there. Mm. In a community, in an area in, in the Soviet Union where education is amazing, yeah. the smartest people in the world, um, 
in an environment, in a society that really is not incentivized to function <laughs> and to reach for new heights. Right. You have just lost potential of these well, really smart people that's that can't by design, get anything done right? by design. By design that's to right. keep people in place. Yeah. Correct. And to to stifle any sort of resistance or Correct, but also stifles innovation. That's There's true. no innovation coming out yeah. of Soviet Union. There's mm -hmm. just copycats. Yeah. That's it. Uh, there's a big milestone here recently for your company as you opened up shop number two. Um, what were the conversations that led up to the decision to do that? And, and why did you end up making the decision to open up that second shop in Buckhead? Yeah, first of all, uh, first of all, you know, this decision I have my son yeah. push me always and Greg. Yeah. my nephew yeah. you know guys but uh, you have to we have to we have to open you know we have to grow and i tell you know just guys welcome mm. if you decide to have it welcome mm. if you want to use my name welcome you know i'm not mm. charge you for anything you know mm. <laughs> just i think continue it's a of scaling yeah i mean look you, you make a decision if you're going to stay small Mm. or if you're going to grow. grow and we feel like we want to challenge ourselves and see how we can produce mm. this at scale but also retain some of that personal that's the touch. challenge right it is a challenge and and but i think what separates genos from other franchises or other multi-unit stores is um, we we will only work with barbers to run the shops so you have to be a barber in order to own a Geno's Greg is the owner of, of Geno's Buckhead uh, and and we kind of wanted to you know create this model and make it work we have system that um, allows us to operate multiple locations we see customers uh, at both locations they can use their gift cards or series or their account credits at any location um, and um, from you know marketing perspective, we can also share costs, uh, so we can scale up, reduce costs, and build a brand that also puts barbers first. Sure. I think uh, you know we've 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 hired a lot of barbers, and we hear how other shops are paying, and it's unfortunate to see shops that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on buildouts, hiring barbers, at virtually minimum wage. Uh, so what kind of quality are you getting at this barbershop? It might look nice, but you're not really giving them that ex that full experience. Well, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure there, right? Because you spend all this capital on the front end in the building and, right. and all this, and then the quality of your service instantly is driving people away Correct. out the door somewhere Correct. else. And and we're happy to fix those haircuts. Yeah. And, and, we get, and we get a lot of those. But first and foremost... When we hire barbers, we, we want to hire those barbers that have those values of, you know, client first. They're uh, really always striving to become better Attention at what they detail. do. So yeah. with that in mind, when we hired some barbers that were enthusiastic about the trade, were, were motivated to be successful, mm -hmm. they just didn't have the right skill sets. Mm -hmm. They didn't have uh, the right training. Um, so with that in mind, we, we opened an academy, mm. which uh, we're shaping into 
uh, more of a mentor mentoring uh, opportunity where yeah. uh, we offer advanced training classes for cosmetologists and barbers who want to just elevate their game. Wow. And um, as a way for us to also grow, that mm. has proven to be a bottleneck for us that has limited our growth. If I was able to find barbers quicker, sure. I would have more locations by now. Yeah. So what we found was that if we train these barbers who are motivated and enthusiastic and love what they do, right. uh, we can train them. Everything that we do here is very teachable. What's not yeah. teachable is, you know, the discipline, the sure. motivation, the enthusiasm. Um, mm. But if they have that, yeah. everything else is trainable. So mm. we enroll them in the class and then we hire them if they prove to be, you know, receptive. And do you run and the effective. academy out of the shop here? We run the academy out of this shop okay. and also Buckhead where we have small classes yeah, and uh, we really, you know, focus on helping these barbers become just better right. at what they do. So in a perfect world, it works like this. You, you bring a barber through the academy. They're trained in the, in the Gino way. They work in one of your shops. They get the opportunity to see you or Greg or any one of the other um, really talented barbers uh, on a daily basis see how they do it that's right and eventually you pick from the cream of the crop of those barbers to then go and, and open their shop and, and take ownership of that place correct we're actually going to be announcing uh, an opening in midtown wow in, uh, in in a few months you heard it here that's right yeah um we we haven't announced the barber yet but okay. we we have been talking to a barber who's very excited about right. the opportunity and uh, we hope to be open in a few months. We have the place. Uh, hopefully, we'll be uh, official soon. Not That's until excellent. we sign the lease. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, it's and it's it's counterintuitive to what a lot of businesses or chains or franchises chises do in that it's grow as quickly as we can, fast as possible, as many places as as possible. But the quality. There. Well, you know why they're Quality. growing. Exactly. Quality suffers, but you know why they're sure. growing so fast? Because the investors are expecting returns. Right, right. We grow organically. We're, mm. We don't have investors. Yeah. We, we you know, any business, you know, the service business. Yeah. In the beginning, anybody who's opened a business mm. or service, have, in the beginning, have a lots of visitors. Yeah. Check, look at that, how this service, what kind of mm. job do it. If doing well, beginning, you're going to safe yeah. you're gonna be yeah. safe later on for the rest of your life if you're gonna do continue right. to do that well and you know you know for people who haven't been in your shop or or don't know about you your schedule is full for a few weeks out as a barber you are you're succeeding in this location so i think for you is it a situation where for you if the gino's brand grows and ends up being 50 stores that's more so a win for those individual barbers here that that's then right. get to go have that experience that's exactly right. of owning their own shop yeah. that's not you know your goal is not oh i want to have 50 shops because that'll make me feel good that's it's right. how do i provide an opportunity for exactly these other people right. it's it's a win to have for, that, for that everybody chance. we exactly. are exactly not only yeah. for us you know yeah for everybody that's right, right. Definitely. And that's the progression of any professional, really. You sure. know, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a barber, mm. um, you work for a practice, mm. and then you become good enough, 
and you learn the ropes and you learn the industry and then yeah. you open your own practice. Right. And we have a number of barbers that are kind of in that same boat. Where do they go next? Sure. So we want to offer that, you know, kind of jumping off point. Well, why don't we open a shop together? Yeah. We offer the expertise behind the scenes, the operations, the administration, the, the payroll, there. the branding, yeah. the marketing, mm -hmm. the, you know, all, all, all of the SEO stuff. Uh, yeah. You take advantage of all of that with us mm -hmm. and uh, we, we help you all along the way because yeah. we also have a share in the business. Sure. So we're partnering sure. with these barbers. Because you've done the work to set up the infrastructure Correct. to build the brand. Correct. Yes. It's all about scale. So we've yeah. been growing kind of slowly for the past seven or eight years, but now we're going to start hopefully opening up one or two shops a year. Sure. For You've built the model to whoever to be wants able to, to do open that. a shop. Sure. If the opportunity's there and the rent is right and location works, hmm. then why not? Alex, I'm curious for you after so many years kind of out on your own and, and working in the corporate world and in finance, what's it what's it been like you to for you to come back and and have the opportunity to to use what you learn kind of outside outside the the walls of the family to come back in and, and contribute to the family oh, business. it's been great. I learned yeah. so much. Uh, I worked for E-Trade for 12 years. Yeah. I worked for Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade for about mm. eight years. And I learned so much yeah. about business, right. about marketing, guy. about yeah. um, administration, about scaling a business. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, we don't pay health benefits. Mm. I can't afford health benefits with one or two locations. Yeah. But with three, four, five locations, I, mm. I, I, I could. Mm. So we're scaling not just for our own success, but also for all of sure. the families that work with us, all of the right. professionals that work with us to offer them something that you know most shops aren't able to offer yeah. who are operating a single mom and pop shop well and then you're even a more attractive place to work exactly. you get better barbers exactly. it's, it's I, a win for everybody we require barbers to you know not i don't want to say require but we um encourage them to open up mm. uh, a savings account to open up a retirement account mm. a brokerage account i work with the folks here at schwab across the street yeah to offer uh some guidance for our barbers to open the retirement account to create a portfolio a 529 account for their college savings right. for their kids right. or education ira um, so you know long term it's it's amazing how much you can save yeah. And we offer on our payroll, if you want to deduct a certain amount, put it into your brokerage account, we can do that. Or to okay. deduct for this, we can do that. So yeah. to offer a kind of environment where these people feel like they're not just working <laughs> just a job, but this is a career for them. Yeah. And all these barbers approach this really as a career. Yeah. In fact, George over here works for Google, installs uh, oh, fiber wow. yeah. for Google yeah. during the week. On the weekends, he works for us. But Google Fiber is great, by the way. It's awesome, yeah. right? I can't wait for them to, to be available here because yeah. I really want to dump Xfinity, and you, and you could publish <laughs> that. Um, but yeah. we're taking advantage of all the technology that's out there, and not just on the Bitcoin or the payment side, sure. but phone service. We like UMA. Offers us the type of flexibility mm. we, we can't get from anybody else, yep. AT&T or Xfinity for the price. Um, internet uh, providers, SEO providers, uh, yeah. you know, different type of technology that's out there uh, that allows us to scale up sure. our marketing, like, um, you know, algorithms in, in, in the marketing uh, engine where 
if you haven't seen this in 120 days, you're going to get a communication from us. Yeah. It's all linked to our system. <laughs> so it's a way for us to work smarter, to take advantage of technology. Uh, which right. has been to keep re- a, a touch real point godsend. with your, pa- with your uh, clients as well. Uh, so 24 hours yeah. a day, something's happening at Geno's, whether you're getting a text or an email yeah. or a notification that it's time for a haircut or well, refer somebody I for think a haircut. It's, I think it's cool that you use the latest and greatest technology to highlight and spotlight the great things about the brand that, that technology can't build. You know, right. so instead of taking away from the experience, you're, the, you're really just shining a light on it with the Correct. brightest light you possibly we're can. We're magnifying what we're doing here exactly. with technology. That's, that's cool. That's a great philosophy. Well, Gino, I want to I close with one more question for you. Thank you. Okay. So when you talked about the attention to detail that you put into what you do, um, one thing that comes through when you give a haircut is that it's something that you can tell that you really enjoy and that you love. And when you've done, you have a job well done that, that gives you some satisfaction, some gratification. Exactly. Even yeah. you can imagine if I see something uh, after I done haircut, almost yeah. done and not correct. I even overnight, you yeah. know, I open my eyes. I kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Losing just sleep over. Uh, yeah, uh, I cannot sleep, uh, you know, just worry. Why hair. not finish? Why yeah. not finish this small piece, you know, just something yeah. what I saw before, you know, just hmm. I'm, you know, respect my clients hmm. and use my heart. Like I said, I love what right. I do. I like what I do. That's Wh- it. Why do you love it? What do you love about your job on a daily basis? I really like to see good job, mm. like piece of art. Mm. You know, each client have a different kind of, you know, us, you know, just different fashion. It's a new haircut. challenge, yeah. yeah, for each client. I really like to do different one. You know, mm. just new one. You know, I see a lots of different kind of pictures. You know, the mm. stylist. And training, you know, mm. by myself, you know, and just yeah. you know, he's a sculptor. Continue. He's a sculptor with no scissors. Doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And really the razor. Like I mean, do. really, every every barber here sculpts yeah. hair. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 an artist, and yeah. it's it's a it's, it's a good. live uh, piece yeah. of art. It's a live yeah. sculpture. It's a living, breathing, walking sculpture. <laughs> every client. God, God bless me with send me good, good barbers. Each <laughs> one in the top of the line. Also bless you with good hands. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, just really, really good barbers, and it make people happy, and that's it. If you've been stopping in your local haircut chain, sitting down in a chair with a different stylist every time, and crossing your fingers during a 10 minute adventure with scissors and clippers, please stop it. Like now, seriously. Follow Gino's Classic Barbershop on social media at Gino's Barbers, or better yet, go to genosclassicbarbers.com and book your first appointment. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. 
and you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.